Will I do a show where I don't mention James Lindsay anytime soon? So far, I mention him every day. Part Maybe of it is, not. Probably part, not. Part of it is because, uh, well, he's commenting and writing about one of the great stories of our time, and that's this racial unrest and and, and all the craziness that's going on with critical race theory and everything. The new cult of anti-racism. Yeah. And he's got a book out that we're all reading and going to review for a podcast and stuff like that. But he was commenting yesterday on how um, he, he's doing this. He's, he's, he's pointing all this out and writing these books and giving these speeches and lectures and everything like that to try to keep it out of schools. He's worried about the young people. Yes. He's worried about if this takes hold with kids, we're doomed. This whole critical race theory thing, this whole anti-racism thing, that even liberals... Well, he's a liberal. He's a lefty. But uh, uh, Matt Taibbi of Rolling Stone, who's a lefty, called the anti-racist book horse-ass. He actually used the word. Yes. The whole, you know, all that. And and not to quibble, but he's trying to shove it back out of schools, because it's already there. I mean, this stuff's being taught from kindergarten. I have a first-grade reading assignment will make you insane. So this is from Lowell High School in the Bay Area of California. Anti-racism student pre-assessment. Kids showed up to school this week and had to take this test. And I have got it for you, and I appreciate all parents or faculty members or anybody. Are you are at work they're doing this to you? Yeah. You know, get a screen capture of the slide or, you know, record the lecture or whatever and get this out because people need to know about it. So here it is. Please fill out the following questions to assess your knowledge of anti-racism. Keeping in mind that anti-racism as a concept is horse ass. Yes. It's a game. It's a way to keep you on your, on your, on your heels and you can't win it. <laughs> it. It is racism. It's the definition of racism for one thing. And it's just to, to keep you down and afraid. Mm-hmm. And so many of you idiots are getting on your knees and putting your fist in the air for right. it. But. In order to seize power, it is Marxism chapter and verse with some of the words changed. And it says at the top, your email address will be recorded when you submit this form. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, question number one. And you have to, and there's a little asterisk next to the question, required. So you have to answer these as a pre-assessment. Um, you have three choices. What is an anti-racism statement? Here are your three choices. I'm colorblind. I don't care if you're a white, black, blue, or green. Lowell's, that's the high school, Lowell's dress code discriminates against black students. I actually need to tell this to my counselor and administration. Or, all lives matter. The obvious answer, if you follow this stuff, is number two, because all lives matter is clearly racist. We have a friend who got fired over saying that. And I'm colorblind is now considered absolutely a racist statement. Ah, If you say, I don't care if you're white, black, blue, or green. That is absolutely being racist. Although, we have to explain, though, because people think racist means what racist means. All racist means is against anti-racist. If they tell you to get on your knees and raise your fist, beg for forgiveness, and you say no, that makes you a racist. If you dare oppose them, you're a racist. Question number two, and this is for high school kids. What is structural or systemic racism? Um, an aside from me, I, I have never, uh, been a proponent really of private schools, partially because I feel like we pay so much GD money in taxes. <laughs> you know, the idea of, 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 of bowing out of the public school system. And just saying, all right, I can't take it and going to private school is, you know, a surrender. But that's not an option anymore. If you can get your kid out of a school where they're teaching this, you have to do it. Yeah, I have to do it. Yes. Yes, you do. 
Um, but anyway, what is structural or systemic racism? You got three choices again. A society that is designed to unfairly discriminate against certain races while benefiting other races. These systems would include housing, medical, educational, and political systems. Or refers only to the economic structure in our society where people of color and other minority groups are often learn earn less money than white males. Or only refers to our criminal justice system where people of color and other minority groups are convicted more often and are treated more harshly for similar offenses than white people. So is that a choose all of them question? Is that an all of the above? Well, or, I think no, the correct answer is the entire society. So is that it? Everything. So, so it's the one that has all of them in so, it. Yeah. So the, the two choices that have it kind of narrowly focused... They don't want that. No, that's you, not enough. You have to you have to agree to the idea that it's the entire structure of society. Yes. Okay, I get Can it. Can you read that one again? Yeah, that'd a? be the middle one. Or is it? Or, or, yeah, the big one. Uh, a society is designed to unfairly discriminate against certain races while benefiting other races. These systems would include housing, medical, educational, and political systems. So yeah, we that need includes to, everything. We need to tear down. Yeah. All of those things, and that it was because des- they're racist, and it was designed obviously on purpose to discriminate against various races. Right, right. It wow, exists just to incredible. keep people down. You're teaching my kid that in school. I'm pulling them out today until I can scrounge up enough money to get them into a private school. Because you people are insane. You're actually crazy people. Well, they're r- religious uh, zealots. We got an email, a great email, um, from somebody. The, the long and short of it was. They said, you remember when we all used to sit around and wonder, how do uh, radical Muslim fundamentalists get indoctrinated and get so angry and crazy? And, uh, and he said, essentially, now we know. We're watching it. And you got to start very young. Yes. Because we got, we got a picture. I've got the screen capture of, a, I think it's a grade school. Um, um, I tweeted it out, I know, and this sort of stuff that was on a, uh, at an elementary school, it was on the window of the classroom at an elementary school. So yeah, you start oh, yeah. really, really young kids just, you know, if you have kids, you know, this, they believe everything you tell them for better or worse. Um, uh, so yeah, you tell a little kid that no, this country was built on racism. White people have set up the system so that they'll always succeed and everybody else will fail. Mm -hmm. Of course your your kid's going to believe that. Here is a first grade reading assignment from a school not far from the radio ranch. After school, Emma asked her mother, why did the police shoot that man? It was a mistake, said her mother. I feel sad for the man and his family. Yes, the police thought he had a gun, said her father. It wasn't a mistake, said her sister Liz. The cops shot him because he was black. But he won't go to jail, said his father. Why not, asked Josh. Cops stick up for each other, said Josh's brother Malcolm, and they don't like black men. Josh was confused. Why not? Some police are black. This was sent by a listener. That can't be real. Whose cop friend found that in in her son. uh, She found her son's first grade reading app on our distance learning computers. Oh, that cop violated the school rules. They looked at what their kid was being taught. Yeah. Do you wonder why nationwide this has become a thing where you have to agree to not watch any of the classroom stuff that your kid's doing? Mm. They don't want you to know that this is seeped into the classroom. Uh, and one more question from the high school that is in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. For your, your kid has to take this at the beginning of the year. Is being not racist enough to improve at our loyal Lowell community, the name of the high school? Yes or no? So that's just indoctrinating into the sure. people into the business that uh, into the new religion. Yeah. 
There's fine. no such thing as just saying, I'm not a racist. No, no, no. You or are not being a racist. <laughs> you're either racist or anti-racist. Right. It's exactly like, and again, you know, we could go through this again sometime. We did it a couple of weeks ago, but it replaces the various terms of Marxism with racial terms. And instead of being called counter-revolutionary, you're called racist. And anything you do that opposes the party, the power at that moment, you're branded counter-revolutionary for it. It's exactly like the racist, anti-racist thing. One final note, uh, our good friend Tim Sandifer sent this to me, and it, it later gets quite uh, detailed and scholarly, but I love the opening. You're back in Salem during the 1690s. After an exhaustive hunt for witches, the Lord High Witch Hunter files a bombshell report. Despite his best efforts, he'd, he's failed to find any witches in Salem. Don't imagine, though, that the fight against witchery is over. During his investigation, the Lord High Witch Hunter uncovered an enormous volume of implicit witch, witchery and structural witchery. For example, residents of Salem occasionally skip church or lose interest during the sermon. That's implicit witchery, pure and simple. Even worse, some leading merchants happily trade with Catholics and pagans. That's structural witchery at the highest levels of society. It's a good argument. Maybe I'll post this for you at armstrongandgetty.com. But this is going to lead <clears throat> to many deaths and a society that can't function cohesively. Yes, it will. And it will result in many millions, p- potentially. I hope not, but I'm afraid it will. Of many millions of people having miserable lives because they will sit around waiting for the revolution to come instead of getting educated, getting a job, working hard, and having a happy life. It's so maddening. So you got the schools doing this sort of thing. I was watching ABC this, uh, what do they call their show? ABC This Week on Sundays. on, uh, And they were covering, the, they were going from town to town across the country and talking to voters and that sort of stuff. And they kept, the way they, they kept phrasing things and wording things, I thought, you're doing so much damage to society. Here we are in Missouri, where, of course, Michael Brown was shot and led to, no, 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 no. You can't just say that. You have to say shot justifiably by the police. So there's no point in even really putting the story in there. Although you can say that it did lead to demonstrations across the country, but you have to throw in shot, shot justifiably, according to Eric Holder and legally, Barack Obama, by right. every level that looked at it. Right. There at the 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 local town in uh, Fuller Ferguson, Ferguson Missouri, mm-hmm. yeah. and then all the way up to. So Barack Obama's Justice Department said, no, it was a perfectly justified shooting. You can't pretend, you can't just lump that in with other shootings and act like there's another example of white cops gunning down a black man. Uh, Jonah Goldberg was pointing out the number of politicians and journalists who have used the phrase open season on black men with no pushback. That is just unconscionable that you're saying that. And it's dangerous. Oh, of course it's dangerous. You tell young people it's open season on black black men in this country. White cops are just going out. LeBron James basically said Right. It's right. just unconscionable that that's being said with no pushback. Yeah. People are going to die because of this. So scary. It's clicks, though. So scary. Yeah. And the indoctrination of the kids, man, that bothers me a lot. Yeah. I, They're being taught a religion at school. It's a an angry, fundamentalist religion called anti-racism that has nothing to do with racism, really. It does tangentially, but every good scam has a measure of truth. Anybody got any of this in their school, we'd like to hear it. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
one of the founding members of Cool and the Gang died, so we're really featuring their music today. Oh, what a night. It's ladies' night. Yes. Ladies. Wasn't that ruled unconstitutional by an activist judge? Says so sexual discrimination. It's the dumbest lawyer I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, that's right. right. That was the guy who ended up trying to assassinate the judge, right? Was it really? Yeah. Screw he that killed guy. The, well, yeah, he's dead. So I don't remember how that turned out. So they actually made it against the law to have a ladies' night because it discriminated. That might some been, cities was have. that was that that's at the very beginning end of this silliness, isn't it? This sort of us losing our mind over trying to have equality. I think that's at the leading edge of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, which reminds me, I came across this tweet. The women liked it and the men liked it, but you had to get rid of it. Well, the bar owners liked it, too. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Everybody liked it. Right. But right, it has right. to go. So this guy tweets, uh, People don't understand that nobody's attraction is biologically hardwired. Attraction is shaped by socialization. And in the modern world, that means systems of power and hierarchy. I know we were going to m- m- move on to other things, but I couldn't resist biologically hardwired to like any genitals is not only bull ass, but also an alarming way to discuss attraction, considering that uh, that essentially, again, it's shaped by socialization and systems of power. There are people ooching around who actually think, for instance, the reason I like girls is because of systems of power. I can promise you, I really like girls. Wow, what is your... I really, really do. Can't you And just... have... From a very, very early age. Can't you just look at your own life experience, though, and recognize that at some point, either dudes or women, you like were really attracted or turned on by them? I mean, wouldn't that just be your life experience? You're socialized to do that. Hmm. When you were a child, before you knew what was going on, they were brainwashing you. You saw it on TV shows and thought, well, I'm, I better do that myself. You know, and, and some of the comments were uh, actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, anyway. There are crazy people going around saying crazy things, and some of it's being taught in your schools. Uh, speaking of sexual attraction to uh, females, in, in my case, uh, these, uh, this uh, gal showed up to vote in uh, Tuesday's New Hampshire primary. They're having a primary now in New Hampshire? That's Today, odd. you mean? I mean, this week? Yeah, 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 now, yeah, this week. Um, she was wearing a, a T-shirt emblazoned with the words McCain Hero Trump Zero. A ballot clerk, checking her name off the voter list, informed the woman she could not wear a shirt with a polit- political candidate featured on it, whether positively or negatively, uh, while voting. That's uh, electioneering. State law states that no person shall distribute, wear, or post at polling place any campaign material, blah, blah, blah. Subject I'm, f- of, I'm for that, too. To or, a fine of $1,000. Or going to the polling place would just be so annoying <laughs> if you allowed that. Can you imagine? Now, maybe you believe McCain was a hero and Trump was a zero, and you certainly are entitled to that opinion. But then this gal started yelling about somebody wearing an American flag and how that's political, too. No, you don't get to do that. Well, and so they said, listen, you can't vote with that on your shirt. It's the law. So she peeled off her shirt and apparently was a a prostitute or or homeless. She was wearing no brassiere, Jack. It would appear to me that that's uh, very popular with the younger set. That's uh, coming in fashion. Ah, well. Living in a college town, it uh, seems to be the case. Who am I to tell you what sort of uh, garments to wear? Yeah. Um, it's funny how fashions change. So she peeled it off and uh, went in and voted. And they said, all right, go ahead and vote with your hooters hanging out. 
uh, and that is what she did. I know you're wondering, what are New Hampshire's public indecency laws, Joe? Well, I'll tell you, Jack. They state that an individual can be found guilty of indecent exposure and lewdness if the person, quote, fornicates, exposes his or her genitals, or performs any act, any other act of gross lewdness under circumstances which he or she should know will likely cause affront or harm. Man, would I like some gross lewdness this weekend. Oh, I'm telling you. Probably not that likely. Please. Whatever it takes. Raising their prices on prescription jugs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mr. Vice President, I, I, believe, that? I believe they're usually referred to as breast implants, not prescription jugs. <laughs> Say that again. Raising their prices on prescription jugs. Yeah, that's. I've just. Even, I've never even heard that term. <laughs> I get my jugs on the black market. There are uh, <clears throat> unlicensed jugs. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Over the counter. Uh, it, it, uh, he had at one point during his speech yesterday an utterly uh, old man crack up. I'll try to find that tape. Hmm. It was terrible. I haven't, I haven't seen it on the news though. Haven't heard that. Saw it on the interwebs, so it must be true. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Health officials in Los Angeles have banned trick-or-treating this year due to the coronavirus pandemic. So if you want to wear a mask and get candy from a stranger, you'll just have to go to the grocery store. Hey, now. Mm. Uh, Yeah, we've been talking about that. They're actually banning Halloween in L.A. County. I don't even know what that means. I don't understand why we would put up with it as a society. You're going to ban my kids going to my neighbor's house and knocking on their door? Right. You're going to ban saying trick or treat. Okay. The neighbor's masked, unmasked, whatever. No. They have their light on. You cannot be trusted. They know exactly what they're getting into. They have their light on. We know what we're getting into. We've all made a decision here. And you're going to ban that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the land of the free. Um, I just went all the way down to my uh, truck out in the parking lot, which is a ways away. I mean, uh, during the commercial break, I got to run to make it there and back in time mm-hmm. and didn't get the thing I was going to get. Oh, um, I'm Joe Biden-esque in my uh, mm. mental capabilities, mm. uh, which will uh, we got a Biden clip. For Come you. on. Got a Biden clip for you here in a second. Just watch me. Um, watch me. I have been doing the intermittent fasting thing for now quite a while. I don't know how long it's been. Mm. About a few months. Yeah, I only eat with the on days that end in Y. And I only bring this up the uh, the weight loss thing because there are way more people listening right now who are probably trying to lose weight today than are ever going to read the freaking Bob Woodward book oh, um, by far. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. every adult is you know doing some sort of something eating wise, probably including me. Yeah, but Gosh. the reality gained so much weight last weekend it was amazing. The, the, if I was uh, like a calf, my keepers <laughs> would be very pleased. <laughs> Like if I was raising a hog. Yeah, if, if I were a 4-H project, I my, please, top grade. <laughs> Boy, your hog is enormous, Jimmy. Nice job. There's so many different diets out there, and the, and the reality that your body works so hard to get back to the old weight. Whatever your highest weight emergency, was. Emergency, people, emergency. Hoard every calorie. Shut down your metabolism. Hoard everything your body right. is saying. Right. We're in danger here. No, you're not in danger. We need to lose weight. I wish you could talk to your body. No, oh, when they can reach in and ooch that gene a little bit, tweak that gene, turn that thing off. Oh, what a happy day that'll be. No kidding. 
because I was I've been doing the intermittent fasting and it's been working pretty well and everything like that. I've been eating only eating six hours a day. Well, uh, that kind of stopped working and uh, was going the other direction. So I moved it to like five and a half hours a day. Now I think I got to move it to five hours a day. Am I going to have to get to the point where I have a peanut per afternoon and my body still manages to turn that into a? I, is that what your body does? I don't know. Well, yeah. In effect, yes. I feel like I don't my, know how far it could go. At some point, you'll starve to death. Well, but, right. Or just pretty inconvenient, only eating five hours a day. Well, and you'll be ravenously hungry all the time. Yeah. It's your amazing. body is begging you to get back to your highest weight. It is amazing. It's, it's idiotic. Um, well, it's not idiotic when 99.999% of human history has been starvation. Right. So you're below your weight. <clears throat> Out there on the Serengeti, mm-hmm. you, you haven't found any food for a while, and your body is hoarding its calories and slowing down your metabolism so it doesn't burn off muscle mass. I'm that was so, so you could survive. Could chew on an antelope hoof. That, that was so you could survive. But right. we don't need to do that anymore. Right. I can see, I could open up the window and see a Taco Bell. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, so Joe Biden had a moment yesterday during his speech where he sounded like a guy who would run to his truck and back and forget why he went. Uh, a little bit, yeah. This is uh, old, old Uncle Joe in Detroit in front of a bunch of shiny new automotive uh, automobiles talking about how he's going to bring manufacturing back. And what makes his wild claims and hopes, he now hopes we don't notice what he said or won't remember and when he does follow through, or doesn't do, when follow through, the exact opposite. Well, resist we much. I had Uh-oh. trouble following that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That happens. Does it happen? Yeah, when you're 80 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, that reminds me. There's a, a new Hunter Biden story out. He Where's Hunter? That's what I call him now. His new name is Where's. Where's Hunter. Uh, he uh, is uh, on the board of a Chinese government-tied uh, corporation that bought out a major automo- automotive manufacturer, parts manufacturer from Michigan, oddly enough, and they exported all the jobs. This was in um, 2014. The media has no interest in anything anti-Biden, obviously. No, no. but um, the and and, and let's, well, go ahead. Hunter's go ahead. Hunter's various dealings with China, and I don't. You know, I'm not positive that there's there there, but I'm that's way more interesting to me than, uh, you know, he had a stripper girlfriend who had a baby. Who you know, that's just lifestyle choices. But uh, if he was in d- d- dirty dealing with China and making money, that that would be relatively significant. It's unquestionable he was. His hedge fund started with Chinese government money, and uh, and I could say that. Uh, that has nothing to do with Joe Biden, but he accompanied Joe on an official trip to get that deal. And Joe has always been super soft on on uh, on China. Hey, do we have that Bill Clinton clip? As long as we're talking about it, Bill Clinton, former the, pre- the former president, who's actually yeah. younger than Joe Biden. Great Scott! Isn't that amazing? Clip sixty, Sean. Diminish the role of government in people's daily lives. It will oh, strengthen can you stop those. With- for a second, I'm sorry. He's talking about what will happen. If we normalize uh, trade relations with China, give them most favored nation status, let them into the World Trade Organization, et cetera. Go ahead now. Diminish the role of government in people's daily lives. It will strengthen those within China who fight for higher labor standards, a cleaner environment for human rights and the rule of law. And we will find, I believe, that America has more influence in China with an outstretched hand than with a clenched fist. Now, well, we all thought that. We if were I'm going to put my fairness hat on, everybody thought that. Yeah. I mean, he was completely wrong, but everybody thought that. 
Yeah, New York Times, you know, back to saying some people are being fair, they did a pretty deep dive over the weekend. Their, I think it was the front page Sunday story was about Biden's attitudes on China over the years. Oh, really? And uh, and, and where he is now. I mean, he's he's both parties are pretty hawkish on China, which means we're probably headed toward war at some point. But, um, you know, he was he was a leader even among the people who uh, who believed being nice to China was a good idea. He was even further out than them mm-hmm. all these years. Yeah. But so was Ronald Reagan. So were lots of people. We, we all thought that if we were nice to China and they uh, became a first world country and had some money, they'd be part of the community of normal countries. Well, they're not. China is asshole. In short, sir, thank you. Um, on the other hand, to brand Biden as soft on China is pretty good politics at this point. Oh, sure, sure. And that attempt is well, it's already going on. Yeah. Um, uh, NFL kicks off tonight. The most popular sport in America and the most uh, most watched television show in all of America, the NFL, with the Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs, who won the Super Bowl last year. They have uh, nixed headdresses. No, you're not allowed to wear a a, a chief. See, an Indian chief wears a headdress. Yes. Often. Yes. But you're not allowed to wear headdresses anymore or no face paint of any kind. What? You can't have face paint of any kind. All right. That's it. Face the face painting for the kids at the you know at the festival this weekend is not a is not mocking Native Americans. No. Sports sports is so dumb <laughs> about complicated issues and subtle issues. It's almost funny to watch. I got into a, a bit of a Twitter tiff with this ninny who hosts. Uh, she's not a ninny. She's probably a very nice person, but she has the typical sports person's childlike understanding of uh, the current uh, racial stuff going on. She has no idea what she's talking about. Um, they're just falling all over themselves not to come off as racist to the point where you can't paint a KC on your cheek and go to a Chiefs game. Oh, my gosh. We've, we've completely lost our common sense as a country. Here's some good news. Bruce Springsteen has a new album coming out. Oh, it's called Letter to You, and it's coming out two weeks before the election. Oh, and let me guess. It's super woke. Yeah. I. Uh, I uh, so look forward to that. Oh, boy. <laughs> two weeks October surprise? Yeah, two weeks before the election. It's like looking forward to a colonoscopy. I'm not. Actually, like 10 days before election day, Bruce Springsteen drops a political album. At ah, least your procedure has some benefit in theory. Yeah, true yeah. enough. Is Bruce going to protect me from polyps? No, he's not. Fantastic. <laughs> Somebody pointed out, uh, I can't remember who it was uh, yesterday. I was flipping through the uh, insufferable news stations, and somebody said, you know, the uh, the anti-Trump people really should have coordinated the dropping of all these allegedly horrifying anti-Trump books because mm. they're all coming out at once and it all is a blur and nobody's paying attention and nobody cares, <laughs> which I think is is more or less true in terms of the the electorate. The talking news heads care because that well they pretend to anyway, but no well, voters care. I don't think. Well, on the Woodward book, see that's that's. Like we've already said, where people get it wrong, he doesn't write anti-Obama books, he doesn't write anti-Clinton books, he doesn't write anti-Trump books. He just writes books reporting on the presidents that he's following at the time. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're they're almost entirely just a description of what the president was doing at the time. It's not very salacious or bombshelly, but it's always treated that way. They right. take something out. And if this yeah. is the highlight out of this book, uh, the last 24 hours, it ain't much of that. Um, one more thing I wanted to get to, uh, this from, uh, somebody tweeted this out. 
Had a discussion with my kid's high school principal today. Told him us parents are paying close attention to how our teacher's book club is reading White Fragility. Told them many are tuning in and keeping an eye on what they're teaching our kids in class. They found out the teacher's book club, where all the teachers get together and read a book, is White Fragility at their local high school. That load of horse S. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. (sighs) Again, if you come up with any of that, and I think there's going to be a lot of that in the schools this year, you know, pass it along, uh, email or text us. Yeah, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. It's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, speaking of which, we got a really interesting email on uh, China's uh, military and, and what they spend on it by a gent who is in the know. Cool. Must remain anonymous. We can right. share that with you in a moment or two. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Are there fans stuff. in the stands at Arrowhead tonight? I know different teams are doing different things. What did we What did we decide? You know, I tossed that out, that story yesterday. I can't remember that. I think they're a empty stands first two games. I don't know. I'll You know what? I'll look it up. Because, as we discussed very late in the show yesterday, there are some NFL teams that there, I think one, I think the Jets said no fans all year. There are quite a Why few. Why would you do that? I can't imagine. Because overreaction is admired these days. I don't know. Uh, quite a few teams have said no fans for the first two weeks. And then we'll see how it goes. Mm. And then uh, there are a handful of teams that have said uh, we'll have 13,000 fans and that sort of thing. Uh, Chiefs will have around 16,000 fans okay. in the stadium. All right. There you go. They're one of those uh, give it a try. That'd be a weird feeling, though, if people are spread out. That's what, like a 60,000-seat stadium, something like that? Well, it'd be a lot like going to a 49ers game for the last five years (laughs) up until last year. I thought Arrowhead was closer to, like, 80. I could be wrong. Um, But that's still... 76,000. Yeah. Um, I I used to actually have season tickets way back when they were horrible. Would win two games. Sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> and there were still more than sixteen thousand fans there. Oh yeah, there yeah. is a strange joy in the shared misery of rooting for a bad sports team. There is. It's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Well, it it binds you together. It, it's it's tribal. Yeah. I was young and had nothing else to do, and a bunch of and we were all getting drunk and complaining about our team. You know, it was a bonding experience. And you remember We that? suck! Yeah, we sure do! Yeah. <laughs> I thought we sucked last week. We were suckier suckers this week. Uh, you remember that study came out a few years ago we talked about. People bond more quickly over what they don't like than what they do like. I remember sitting with people. It was super cold. Uh, you know, a lot of games at Arrowhead. It's it's. I had a beer freeze in my cup at Arrowhead one time. Um, Drinking too slow. <laughs> Um, I remember sitting with some people, everybody had blankets on them and everything. It was cold and stuff like that. And I remember sitting some sort of chant of, yay, another punt. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, uh, see, that's it. We're bonding over the badness of our team. You're not going to be bonded over the badness of the Chiefs anytime soon, I don't think. Unless, you know, no, 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 no. some uh, behemoth is as big as a truck and as fast as one crushes poor Patrick Mahomes' body part. Um, Don't you dare, you defensive players. Yeah, I know it. I know. Put a red jersey on him. Whoops, he's already got a red jersey. Man, are the presidential candidates raising a lot of money? Who's raising the most and how much? And among other things on the way, stay here. Armstrong and Getty.
decided to just get a ton of phone calls, text messages, emails, um, all my Yelp reviews, just all just, you know, saying that I'm, they hope I go wonder and that I fail. So um, just a lot of negativity um, towards my uh, business. That means that I am actually done in San Francisco and closing my doors, unfortunately. I'm actually afraid to go back um, just because of the messages and emails I've been getting. You know, I can imagine. I mean, I know the stuff we see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if she makes the mistake of following social media, I'm sure it's very vile. Yeah, well, her Yelp reviews and, and that sort of thing. If uh, That's the gal who's... Uh whose salon Nancy Pelosi got a haircut in in violation of the very rules Nancy Pelosi has pushed and then made ridiculous excuses and counterattacked, um, and now this woman has to close down her business. You know, if she's operating in San Francisco, she's already beleaguered as a business owner. Just don't slip on the poo on your way out of town. Were people always this mean, and the Internet just gave us a vessel to anonymously Excellent question. spread it? Excellent you, question. A lot of people wonder that. I, yes and no. Yes, a lot of people, some people were always this mean, but there's, um, there's a culture of meanness, and if you're in a culture of meanness, you get meaner. Right, right. Um, but, you, you know, the old saying, uh, live in Northern California for a while, leave before you get too soft. Live in New York for a while. Leave before you get too hard. Before the internet came along, when we were doing this radio show, and the only interaction we'd have with people was uh, letters and phone calls, I used to say to people, like, if you know, for in a conversation about the job, I'd say one thing I've learned from this job is there's way more crazy people than you think there are. Mm-hmm. Right, way more crazy people. Um, and and you think you know I've interacted with so many people throughout my radio career, even back to music radio, and I think, wow, that person somehow has a place they live and a car and a driver's license and uh, how do they pay the bills and and, and even if it's government money you know having just talked to them i'm I'm amazed that they can get the check and put it in the bank and you know wash (laughs) themselves i mean because they seem completely out of touch with reality yeah and so you know that all those people have gotten access to uh communicate and then you add in the other stuff Joe was talking about. But. Well, and if you get fired up enough about something, you will be crazy. You will act like a crazy person, including you go to an NFL game. You get your face painted, not in Kansas City because they've outlawed that because it's racist. What? Um, you're screaming, you're yelling, you're high-fiving strangers. You're acting like you'd never act before. It happens with religious fundamentalists. It happens with various causes. And, and we're in a society right now where everybody's so fired up, they're acting like nut jobs. Final numbers are in. Including some of you emailers. Lower the volume. Gemini. <laughs> you don't cut through. Watch your tone. You don't cut through if you lower your volume, I guess. Um, final numbers are in on how much money uh, Trump and Biden each raised for them themselves running for president. I don't know if this means anything. I think they both. There's a bar you have to reach to run for <laughs> office, and then everything above that, according to most people who've studied this, is just kind of runoff waste. It's like taking vitamins. If you're getting enough vitamin C, you're just peeing out the, the, the extra vitamin C. It's not like you can get take in more. That's indelicate. Um, it's similar to raising this money. You just you got more than you're going to be able to do anything with, mm-hmm. have any effect. But um, Biden, uh, well, Trump raised two hundred and ten million dollars in August, which is just an incredible amount. Except for the fact that Biden raised three hundred and sixty-four million. Great. Dang near I said you're kidding me. Dang near four hundred million dollars in a month. You know, it says something about enthusiasm, I guess, and uh, you know. People's willingness to back a candidate. So, uh, in terms of it having any impact, any impact with ads and stuff like that, I don't know. Did everybody hear that, or am I dying? That was that. Was, go toward the light. 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's funny how yeah, people feel like voting with their money. That's another aspect of the Internet. That Something uh, unfortunate befalls somebody, and all of a sudden they got $500,000 because people think, oh, I'm sympathetic toward them, so I'll give them $10. And all of a sudden, they, they're rich. We ought to touch on the Bob Woodward book again, just because it's getting so much attention. And uh, Tucker Carlson went on a screed about it last night. We should play for it. He is the most watched cable news host in America. So, Yeah, I guess. I guess. I was He's... listening to the jabbering yesterday about the book and thought, okay, fine. I know all this. Doesn't everybody know all this? Is there anybody who doesn't know what Trump is? Anybody in America? Right. Or the world? He's the most famous person that's ever lived, they believe. Is there anybody in the world that doesn't know what Trump is? For better or worse, whether you like it or don't, you just you know exactly who and what he is. Yeah, I guess it's that last 10%, 5% of Americans they're trying to reach. Armstrong and Getty.